And we join on the line now uh, by uh, the WITS SRC Secretary General, Fasiha Hassan. Fasiha, thanks for speaking to us this morning. Thank you for having me. Now, last week, uh, the university actually polled students uh, to find out how to proceed. And it seems as though overwhelmingly the response was for the academic program to resume. What's your response to that? Right. I mean, we've spoken about this before. We've had the discussion in which we've spoken about the fundamental flaw around the issue of the poll. I mean, I'd love to go back to class. That's something I would love to do. However, we've not really solved the greatest structural issue at all. In fact, it's not been dealt with. Um, the question had absolutely nothing to do with the original reason with why the academic program closed. Uh, it had nothing to do with free education. Uh, that's, that's the first thing. We also spoke about how it was a very exclusionary measure, about how the university had originally called it a referendum in an attempt to try and use it as a decision-making body. And then we were able to um, look at the university statute and all the legal framework documents, and we discovered that the university has no power to call a referendum. And then when we served legal papers on them, all of a sudden it had changed to an opinion poll. So there's a lot of issues with this opinion poll, number one. But number two, right, and I think this is why we've missed the point, it doesn't seek to engage the VIPS community or students at all. A yes or no question doesn't really deal with the issue. And we spoke about this with the university. Just we have called for a university assembly or a general assembly in which members of the community come together, discuss substantially what the issues are, such as academic Fasiha, uh, let's just try and move around there. Okay, we just missed the last part of what you were saying. If you would just repeat that, please. Yes, so I said we we therefore have said we need a university assembly. Instead of a a poll where you don't really engage, um, the Prof. uh, Vice Chancellor Habib has said very clearly that he wants to engage. What we want is actually a university assembly. Not opposed to engaging Fasiha, I tell you what, uh, let's try and sort out that line there because uh, the signal is breaking and uh, we certainly want to get your view on this. Uh, In the meantime, let's just go to um, uh, Sharona Patel, but uh, uh, she, of course, is uh, the spokesperson at the University of the Witwatersrand, but seemingly having problems getting through to her as well. And um, unfortunately, we can't get through to management at the moment. But uh, let's go back to Fasiha Hassan, SRC uh, General Secretary Fasiha, um, hoping the line is better now. Um, I, I was going to ask you about this uh, assembly that you are calling for. Uh, so what does that mean in the context of mm. returning to class today, um, uh, rather tomorrow, but of course uh, the uh, university staff are expected to return today? Mm. So we have discussions with the university around when we can hold this university assembly. Um, and you'll know that today presidential in Pizzo, where it will be the presidency, treasury, students and vice-chancellors, they're going to be in the same space. Uh, so leaders will be between the presidential in Pizzo and on the university itself. Um, and we've said that, you know, there can be no academic program um, while we're attempting to engage in good faith in this meeting, because today's meeting might genuinely make a lot of headway because it's the first time all of us are in the same space. It's the first time we're able to interact with certain um, departments. For example, we've never interacted with Treasury, despite asking to do so multiple times. 
Uh, so, look, the university has said that the academic program will continue tomorrow. Now, the student movement uh, is yet to make a decision about how we're going to deal with tomorrow, ultimately because we've got the meeting today um, and because we've said that we've got a plan for ourselves uh, around how we want to realize for education. Our model is actually now complete, right? The model for free and quality education. And it will be presented at today's meeting. And we are hoping to get to garner support across the country for this model. We'll be sending it out to the media, sending it out to the public. But ultimately, we want to put this model in front of Treasury, in front of the presidency, and say, we have done what the commission couldn't do. Here is a very good model that students accept for free education. Let's talk implementation. Let's talk timelines. Let's talk how we're going to finance it. And this is a really huge step for the movement because now, in addition to protesting on the ground, we've got some substantive documentation to show how we're going to realize free education. And in the meantime, though, because there have been reports of intimidation and it would seem as though the students who want to go back to class um, feel that you are actually infringing on their right to do as they want to do. Look, as the leadership, we've been very clear. Uh, no students to intimidate any others. Uh, if anything, you need to be lobbying students. You need to be conscientizing them. Uh, and that's what we were doing in the earlier days. You know, we had flyers. We'd go to speak to students. This is why we're protesting. This is what it's for. Um, that's the line of march that we have indicated to students, um, not one of intimidation and forcing people um, to either join or to go home. So we've been very clear on how we were dealing with that even before and moving forward. So UCT students were saying that they are concerned about returning and uh, security on campus. Do you have any such concerns? I have huge concerns. I mean, our campuses are military zones, uh, and we mustn't run away from that. It's actually very sad that our vice chancellor have essentially turned an intellectual space into an army camp. I mean, you can't even walk on campus without feeling like a, like a criminal. They have security and SAPS uh, presence. And, you know, we've spoken about this as well, to say that the presence of private security um, agitates the system. It, it doesn't really assist because students feel uncomfortable. Students don't feel like they're able to learn or, or have freedom of expression. Even if there's, say, for example, a more artistic or silent protest, you still come under heavy, heavy brutality from private security. And I think it's not solving the problem. I mean, that's what I keep trying to allude to, that there's a lack of engagement. And instead of trying to engage students and what issues are, let's hit them with, with, with the batons as private security. Let's arrest them. Instead of sitting down at the table saying, okay, we acknowledge that there's a crisis in our education. We acknowledge that, in fact, you've even, students have even brought a solution. Let us talk how we can implement the solution. And and how would you finally sum up the, the behavior of students during all of this? Uh, do you accept some culpability for some of the student behavior? I think this university has left my campus. In the early days, we had seen that private security had physically harmed students, pushed them downstairs, and in many ways had even beaten up another student who was trying to exit Solomon House after which we then saw students in self-defense throwing stones. No student picks up a stone just. No one actually is desperate enough to not protect themselves, number one. But unfortunately, the footage that's been seen is only throwing stones. No one is showing the narrative and the context of what happens before. But very clearly, 
we don't condone violence. We're very clear. We, we, we don't condone the arson as well, nor malicious damage to property. Um, so our, our line of march is, is, is that. But we acknowledge the fact that there were issues earlier on um, in the protest. And that's why now we actually went straight to the university and we said that it cannot be that your security is throwing rocks back at us. It's very, it shows a lack of poor training. Uh, and it shows the fact that your private security really doesn't know what they're doing. Mm. And uh, students, of course, also have no business throwing uh, pelting rocks at private security <laughs> equally. Agreed. Unless it is in, in self-defense. Because that's exactly what it was. And I will vouch for every single student on that day because I was there and I watched an innocent student who got caught in between private security, whom a private security physically beat down to the ground. That is when students reacted. That is when students pulled her back into the crowd for safety, for her safety, and then moved forward. So let's be very clear on those matters. I don't condone it. We're very clear. However, in self-defense, we must, must give those students the benefit of the doubt because I was on the ground. You're right. You're quite clearly right. Violent action, not well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, uh, Fasiha Hassan, SRC Secretary General at Wits University. And uh, many comments about this particular issue. And uh, let me start with this one.